Hello, and welcome to Increasing Faith's podcast, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We're so happy you found us. We exist to reach people with the love of God, to serve those in our community, and to empower God's people to become agents of change. Have you been inspired to reach higher, to push beyond your current circumstances? Or have we helped you get to that aha moment? Then share this with a friend. We can't wait to see you soon. God bless. Hallelujah. Come on and give him a shout of praise in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Before we get started, before we get started, there's a video that I want to play. We're going to do things just a little bit different on this morning. Amen. And the reason why we're going to do it this way, because I want you to get the full impact of the scripture that we're going to read. Amen. You know, we are still talking about the makeup artist. And and what we're going to do is we're going to dive a little bit deeper in dealing with the makeup artist. Amen. I want you to get the full effect of what we were trying to say for this entire month. Amen. So if we are ready, let's go ahead and play that clip. Amen. You may be seated. catch i'm not sure if it's going to catch amen i'm not sure it's, it's buffering that's what it's doing amen okay well i tell you what while she's working on it technical difficulties amen amen technical difficulties but one of the things that i i realized ah there it is <laughs> it's got a mind of its own amen bless god all right here we go Okay, I'm not going to sit down again, so it'll play, you keep on doing your thing, amen, alright, amen, she just won't keep on working it, one of the things I realize about technology is you got to keep moving even though it want to do what it want to do, alright, I think that's good now, amen. Turn it up a little bit.
Amen. I wanted to play just that clip. We have another one to play. But the reason why I wanted to play that clip is because I don't know the day and time that we're living in if we really know what our belief really means. My concern for us is we believe that our belief is filled with much entertainment. So when we are not entertained, the Spirit of the Lord is not there. We have mixed entertainment and the presence of the Lord together in so much that the presence of the Lord is not really real to us. We live in a make-believe world. We live in a make-believe society. We live in make-believe fellowship. The thing that made Jesus so strong was because Jesus understood the assignment. Yeah, I know that probably would tickle our ear. He understood, he really understood the assignment. He understood his assignment. He understood it by a vision. Pastor Sam put up something that some of you guys didn't see it. But he asked, he says, what makes a church effective? That's what he put up. What makes a church effective? And I waited a day, and then I responded. And I said, personally, the vision and the mission. That's what makes a church effective. That's what makes marriage effective. That's what makes your career effective. That's what makes your health effective. Tell your neighbor, that's what makes you effective. A vision. When it seems like all chaos is happening in your life. When it seems like all hell has broken out over your children's life. What keeps you together is a vision. I don't know if you get that. It's a vision. Say a vision is important. A vision is not based on how you feel. That's not why a vision came about. A vision was never created in your life based on how you feel about it. A vision takes you to your destiny. And without a vision, it's impossible. Say impossible. I don't know if you believe it or not, but it's impossible for you to arrive at your destiny. You have to have a vision before you get on the train. 
You have to have a vision before you get on the bus. Marriages is failing because they don't have a what? Businesses crumble because either they had a vision and they have forgotten about the vision. Leadership crumbles and fails. Start out with fire. Start out red, hot. But then they lose track of the vision. What kept Jesus strong in his temptation was because every now and then when Satan would come to him with strong temptation, you saw in the clip he closed his eyes and he remembered the vision, the assignment. Do you know your vision? Do you know your assignment? Or are you going through life looking like everyone else? So when I wake up in the morning and I come to church, I come to church locked, ready to go 100%. There's nothing else that matters at that time. Tired, don't matter. Weary, don't matter. Good day, don't matter. Bad day, don't matter. I mean, think about it. Jesus the Christ, the son of the true and living God, he had a bad day. <laughs> think about that. Jesus, the Lord, and tell your neighbor we're going somewhere. I just got to feel you out for a moment, okay? Jesus, the son of God, came out of the womb of a virgin, endowed with power from on high. He had a bad day. Have you ever had a bad day? But he never complained about it. <laughs> he was in the desert. And he never complained about it. That man had a bad day. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to something serious now. We're going to look at Leviticus. Chapter 16. And we're going to start at the 21st verse. And we're going to stop at the 30th verse. Leviticus 16. We're going to talk about something on this morning. However the Holy Spirit deals with it. Amen. But we're going to deal with something on this morning that many of you may have never heard. You may have never heard this before, and you may have, but we're going to reveal Christ. Not through entertainment. I'm going to talk to you plainly, and I'm going to talk to you so strong that I'm even going to leave the door open that if you have a question, tell your neighbor you can talk to me. If Christ is the centerpiece of salvation. Then we got to deal with this man. Is that alright? If you have accepted Christ. As Lord and Savior of, of your life. In fact how many of you have done that? Are you sure that if you die. 
He's Lord and Savior of your life. You believe where you're going to head up. You believe that. Then you need to make yourself certain by knowing exactly his assignment. In fact, when the apostles walked and talked and preached, they didn't preach cars or chariots. They didn't preach mansions. They preached Christ. When those who were demonic possessed, they were delivered because they didn't preach earning more income in your business. They preached Christ. We preach more and how you can believe God for more money. Or how you can believe God for the next glow up. In their time, they preached Christ. The people were so intrigued to know and learn about Christ. They didn't preach in, on how to stay married for 50 years. They preached Christ. They didn't preach how to save $100 to build your savings account. They preached Christ. So my question is, are our churches today lukewarm? Because we are preaching how to compete against the world when we should be preaching Christ. Christ is your identity. Say Christ is my identity. Your strength is found in Christ. Our vision, no matter how we put it, it should be to manifest more Christ. You should be able to see Christ in your home. You should be able to see Christ in your personal life. No one should ever have to question what Christ looks like. Tell your neighbor he looks like me. The problem is we teach more other stuff and we preach more other stuff, but we don't preach Christ. Amen. It's easy to prosper when you don't know the mystery of Christ. It's easy to be married for 50 years or longer. Say to death do us part. That's your longer right there. See. When you got Christ involved. When Christ is involved in your life. You become him. So then it's not hard to understand God. But if we preachers and teachers don't teach Christ, then you won't know what he is like. 
so because we hear more other stuff that's really meaningless and we don't hear Christ then we really think that he is non-essential so on a Sunday when I should come to church to worship God through Christ I think that that's non-essential so I'll find other things or when something else comes up I'm more strong to go or deal with that than to put Christ first I don't blame nobody but what I am saying is because we don't preach enough Christ and we preach more entertainment we preach more vacations we preach more take we preach more the come up and the glow up but that's not the foundation of the church the only vacation Jesus ever took is after the cross when he vacate the earth and he went to the father I don't think you got time to take no vacation I think it's time for us to work say I got to work tell your neighbor nothing else matters and the thing about this nothing else matters is I have not seen not near one person who have ever died and I've lost some loved ones and you have too but none of them ever came back from the grave to tell you how it is and if you say they have then I'll tell you you dealing with sorcery because the Bible says that the dead has no knowledge of the living help you with that you lost your grandma, your grandma don't know you. You lost your father, your father don't know you. You lost your mother, she don't know you. You lost your brother, he don't know you. You cannot reach them. We as Christians understand that. So we don't pray to the dead. We respect what the dead has done while they were living. But when they have gone home to be with the Lord, tell your neighbor that's it. We don't burn crystals. We don't burn sages. We don't do any of those things. We don't do the what you call it, little board? The Ouija boards. It is tough to walk with God. That's why you got to do it by faith, not by our emotions. Hmm. 
we got to hear mature word now. We can't hear no more praising God because of our promotions. What you going to do with that when the trumpet sound? Every person that is alive will answer the trumpet. The problem is nobody has come back to tell you anything about it. So it is better and much safer if I preach you Christ. If that's the end of what you're going to see. This is heavy on this morning. But I need to make him real as we close out with this session. Because you're going into Christmas. And I don't want you to experience Christmas like how you have been traditionally experiencing it. I want you to have a Christ experience. Is that all right? Your gifts and, and all of those things. I don't want you to focus on that. I want you to focus on spending time with your family like the way Christ spent time with his disciples. Is that all right? Tell your neighbor, save your money. Are you making them rich? You struggling. The devil is a liar. I've, I've never gone to Black Friday. Never. Why they got to call it that anyway? I've never gone to that. I got too much projects I'm working on. To give the world the money that God has given me. I put it to good use. Clothes don't matter. Because when it's your time. They're not going to bury you in these clothes. They're going to bury you in the funeral home clothes. <laughs> and when it's time for you to answer the bell, you won't get up in those garments anyway. He got a garment just made for you. Tell your neighbor with your name on it. Then let's get to this thing and then we're going to pray. Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 21. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat. Confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat. And shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. <laughs> Somebody already got this. Somebody already got this. Somebody already got this. The reason why I love this church because it speaks prophetically to you. And I promise you, you will no longer see the scriptures like the way you saw it. You're going to be able to read the scriptures now from this day forward. You're going to be able to read it now with an open eye and an open heart. 
The scriptures get fun when you really begin to understand it. All over you, all over you, all over you, all over you, all. I pray that your eyes become open, not to the eyes of the world, but to the eyes of God. I pray that, I pray, I pray for you. That the scales that have covered your eyes over things begin to leave and you begin to get a new sight. And you will have that experience like how I experienced. That I saw Jesus the Christ walking up and down the scriptures. I seen him as if I was an apostle like Paul and Peter. And it gave me a deep revelation. And I pray for you. That you no longer see the scriptures as they are but you begin to see the scripture as a map of what it can be in your life verse 22 says and the goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to the inhabited land he shall release the goat in the wilderness This is the gospel that the, that the apostles preach. They knew the mysteries of Christ. They preached the law and they understood the entire mystery of Christ. Christ was a mystery that you cannot go to a seminar to learn. You can't go to a seminar college to take courses to learn this. For this cannot be revealed no other way but by the Holy Spirit. No man can lay hands on your head and then all of a sudden you open up. It comes by you spending time. The more time you spend in the scriptures with an open heart putting all things aside, the more Christ you will see. If you're reading the scriptures for your own selfish promotions, that's all you're going to see. And you're going to think the Bible is, is speaking about self-promotions, and it is not. Of those who are seeking self-promotions, whatever I'm telling you on today is boring. Very boring. But to all of you, on another side, that really has the heart to want to learn, to want to hear, that you may grow from the inside out. You are intrigued. I like the boring stuff. I like to go to places that I don't hardly see a lot of people going. Because I know I can get more of it. But when I'm around a bunch of crowded folk, I feel the struggle of survival and the hustle. I want to get in a place in the area where there ain't a whole lot of people and I can get it. Right? Right? You ain't got to be rushed. And you can just eat. I hate going someplace and feel rushed. You hate that, right? I hate and when I go to a restaurant. And I ate, I'm eating, and I done ate the meal, and now I just want to sit and talk. And the waitress keep coming and telling me, especially if she slide the receipt. 
when she slide the receipt, she kind of telling you, you got to hurry up because there's other people out in the foyer waiting. And I hate that. I'd just rather get my food and go home and watch me some Harry Potter and stuff like that. See, I like those kind of stuff. <laughs> I like Harry Potter. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> then Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of meetings and shall take off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall wash his body with water in a holy place. Put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offerings and the burnt offerings of, of the people. And shall make atonement or covering for himself and for the people. I know you're not getting this yet. The fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. And he who release the goat as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And afterward, he may come into the camp. Before we get to the next one, because we're going to do something there, right? Go ahead and get prepared for that. It's telling you and explaining to each and every one of you what you saw in the video. Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized because John the Baptist was the acting priest like Aaron. In fact, John the Baptist was a true priest for they killed his father Zechariah in between the altars. And the high priest Caiaphas was an elected priest by the Roman authority like your presidents are elected. These presidents that you see today are not by the hand of God. These presidents are through the election of man. So they have not the heart of God. They have the heart of man because it's man that put them there. Man put Saul there. Remember the children of Israel. They wanted a king just like everyone else. And they didn't want it to hear Samuel anymore. Samuel was the voice of God. Well, listen to me. They voted on a king after their likeness, and here comes Saul. But when Saul let them down, God said, I will give you a king after what? My heart. And his name was what? David. These men that you go to the polls every day for every two and every four years, trying to vote them in. These are not men and women after God's own heart. These are men and women off of your ballot. They care more about the government than the kingdom of God. I want you to hear this. It went on during that time. So Caiaphas, the high priest, he was an illegitimate priest who was selected because he raised more money than any other priest. He was selected by the Roman government. But John the Baptist was a true priest. His bloodline was true. He came from the Levitical priesthood. And if you was to be a priest today, we would have to test your blood. You would have to have come from, the, oh, I don't know, maybe I should stop because maybe you ain't getting this on this morning. You would have to have come from the Levitical priesthood. Preachers and pastors acting and charging people for tithe, they are out of order. 
there is no more temple. Who is the one that is justified to collect the tithe? It was only the Levitical priesthood that could do it. So the contributions that you give to the church, whether it's 10% of your earnings, you are actually not obligated. So the only way you do this is through the act of love. If you love, you will give. And it is not forced. If you get in there, say I. I'm going to talk to you now. If you need to stand up, do so. But I'm going to get this word to you. If you need to get a sip of water, do so. But I'm going to get this word to you now. Amen. John the Baptist was just that. As the, as the law states. He washed himself with water. John the Baptist washed you clean with what? Jesus could have very well went to Caiaphas, the high priest, but he did not. He found John the Baptist from the bloodline of the Levitical priesthood that was not baptizing in the temple. And the reason why John was not baptizing in the temple was because the temple was vile. It was nasty. did his business in the church he did his business out in the wilderness folk are not coming to the church anymore because the church has become hypocritical pastors hypocritical everyone is hypocritical it's not about preaching a message to uplift the people and reveal Christ it's about growing their church Baptist refused to wear the priest's coat, but then he wore camel's head. He refused to eat the food that came off the temple's table. He ate locusts and wild honey. He rebelled by shooting guns. He rebelled by not doing it the world's way. He didn't rebel by marching up and down empire's door he did it by righteous living he didn't do it by black lives matter he did it by keeping the law of God did you get this this is strong but the word needs to be strong for a bunch of strong minded people all right John the Baptist baptized Christ. And don't you know that Jesus the Christ did not begin his ministry to after he went in the wilderness? Did you not know that when he went into the wilderness, he went into the wilderness powerless? When he was tempted by the devil, he had no supernatural power. get this on, on the screen. He could not rely on his anointing. He could not rely on his gifts and talents. 
rely on any of those supernatural strengths that God gave him. It was there in the wilderness that he learned how to trust God beyond the supernatural. You, you're not getting this, ain't you? He fasted and 40 nights. I'm not talking about your little Daniel fast, which the Bible never talks about. There's no such thing as a Daniel fast. Daniel was fasting because of a reason. And he wasn't a vegan. He refused to eat the meat of strangled animals. Like us today. We eat all of this stuff that has been strangled in sin. And wonder why we take it on the same image of the sick animals that we're eating. We don't supposed to be sick in our bodies the way we are. But if you eat sick things, what? Because the world is more populated than ever before. They have to make food like never before. They don't grow it. They make it for the almighty dollar. And you eating, we eating wormy up meat. I'm going to say just like the country, wormy up meat. And we wonder why our limbs are aching. We wonder why we run out of energy. It's because we're eating strangled food. The earth is upset. Now come on, don't look at me like that now. Because if y'all been in Georgia and it been a preacher preaching this way, a prophetic man of God preaching this way, you would have been all on the front row. So don't do me like that. Don't let somebody else in Charlotte be preaching like this. Or I invite somebody to come down and they're preaching just like this and you all in it. And now you looking like you sleepy because I'm talking like this. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Now I bind that. Now I'm your neighbor. But yeah, man. John the Baptist was a real priest. But he refused to enter into the temple because the temple was just like the church today. Men sleeping with men. Misusing the women. Stealing the money. Putting heavy taxation on the, on the poor. What we see today And a true man of God would never enter in. Jesus did more work out in the wilderness than he ever did in a synagogue. <laughs> Say, help me, Lord. John the Baptist spoke out against government. And he wasn't old in rank. He was a young man. These men didn't die old. They died young. They spoke out against hypocrisy. Young men. For Jesus was 30 years old when he started his ministry. 
John the Baptist was 30 years old. These men were young. In fact, John and Jesus were kinfolk. God kept it in the family. Like you quick to kid your money out your community. The folk you don't even know. Is this all right? Jesus didn't receive power not until after the temptation. You and I, we want to receive the power before the temptation. If you be God's child, do this. And Jesus did not. Every temptation that we face, he faced it there. In fact, the point of the matter is he didn't die on the cross. Somebody say, help me, Lord. He didn't die on the cross. He died in the wilderness. <laughs> See, the enemy wants you to be tricked to wear this cross around your neck. Cross ain't nothing to be worn around your neck. That's like you wearing, what you call it, the electric chair on a chain around your neck. Now look how dumb you look. Now what dummy would do such of a thing like that? In gold diamond around it and you got an electric chair hanging around your neck with a gold chain on it in our time you would say now that's a big what dummy it's the same way with this cross around your neck I want to talk to you about your Christ Jesus did not die on the cross for your sins he died on the cross because of your sins he went in the wilderness for your sins He did not die on the cross for your sins. It was because of man's ignorance that put him on the cross. If Judas had never betrayed him, he would have never win sin. But the church has taught this theology that he died on the cross for your sins. You believe that. But when it says for, that for is translated as because of their sins. They rejected him. They would not receive his words. He was causing those who made themselves powerful to be powerless. In the same way how they killed Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Why y'all think it's so different? Why is it so hard to believe Jesus? You believe Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, don't you? You honor him every time his birthday come about. The same people that you trust today are the same folk that killed Jesus over 2,000 years ago. But you're so blind over things you can't see that. 
Help me, Lord. He died because of the sins of man. He died for your sins in the wilderness. He never prayed in the wilderness that God remove any cup from him. The Bible declares in Matthew chapter 4, it says the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Spirit didn't drive him to carry the cross. He prayed that if there be another way, I'll do that, Father. But nevertheless, not your will. I mean, not my will, but your will be done. He never prayed that kind of prayer in the wilderness. He went willingly after John baptized him. Are you getting this? So the Bible says that Aaron placed his hand on the goat's head and lead him out into the wilderness. He takes the sins of all the people, all the sickness and iniquities, and he put it on the goat, on the goat in which they call the goat the what? Scapegoat. Jesus was the exit door. Jesus was the scapegoat for you and I. He did not become the scapegoat on the cross. He became it in the wilderness. Powerless. No power whatsoever that he had. He never did not one miracle until after he came down from the mountain. He never opened a blinded eye. He never walked on any water. He never healed the sick. He never raised the dead. He did nothing until after the temptation of the enemy. I want you to see Jesus for who he is. So when we say give God the praises because of Christ, you know why to do it from this day forward. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord drove him into the wilderness. In fact, John said, the Lamb of God who come to take away the sins of the world. But if this is never read to you, you will never even know. You will see it on TV and you hear people talk about it. Jesus said, I not come to what? Destroy the law, but that the law may be what? Fulfilled. And here it was. He was fulfilling the law. So the sins of the world was not placed on Jesus when he was on the cross. Man's sickness did that. The sins of the world was placed on Christ when he was driven into the wilderness. Oh, Lord, that person is heavy. It's heavy. Oh, you, you get yeah. Yeah. I'm about ready to play that other clip now. Oh, while you getting your stuff in. <laughs> I want you to get this. I want you to see this, number 11. I want you to see what disorder. It was chaos. Disorder. But then God brought order. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I want you to get this. This is a little bit different on this morning. But I want you to see this. Children, you can close your eyes now. Eyes, because this is going to be tough. Yeah. Caleb. My man. All right. 
Caleb is something powerful. I heard Bishop T.D. Jakes said that, that Caleb was the only one that could hush the people. That's another message. Go ahead. You can turn it up. What's going on, buddy? All right. Hallelujah. Over and over, 39 times, 39 times, 39 times. Yeah. Yeah, 39 times he got hit, and that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Verse 27 says, for the sake of time, I, 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 didn't, I didn't go anymore. But verse 27 in Leviticus says, The bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place shall be carried outside the camp. They shall burn in the fire their skins, their flesh, and their offal. Offal. Then he who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. And afterward he may come into the camp. 
This shall be a statue forever for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls. Means that you shall cover your souls and do no work at all. Whether a native of your own country or a stranger who dwells among you. For on that day, the priest shall make atonement for you to cleanse you that you may be cleansed from all your sins before the Lord. Now, I submit to you that Pontius Pilate washed himself. <laughs> he stuck his hand in the water and he washed his hands. Pontius Pilate did not realize that he was fulfilling scripture. Jesus, who was the scapegoat in the beginning, went through another washing. And he went through this washing with Pontius Pilate. He was no longer the scapegoat, but he became the bull offering. He fulfilled the scriptures as the scapegoat and also fulfilled the scriptures as the bull offering. For when Jesus died, he never died inside of Jerusalem. Oh, Lord, help me, Lord. When Jesus the Christ died, he didn't die in the temple. When Jesus the Christ died, he died on the outside of the camp. He didn't die in Jerusalem. He was beaten in Jerusalem, sure. But he died on the outside of Jerusalem. Why? Because the bull, was, which was the sin offering, was not slain in the camp. He was slain on the outside because sin could not dwell in the camp. Sin could not dwell in the house. So they drove sin out of the camp. So then Jesus became the scapegoat that drove sin away. And then he became the offering for man. Oh, if you're getting this, say I'm getting it. Yeah, you see that? 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 Number 11 not only means disorder, but it also means outside. Outside is referring to outside of the camp. In the law of Moses, a leopard could not live in the camp. They were driven out of the camp so that they would not affect everyone else in the camp. But they couldn't return into the camp unless they'd been cleansed. A person that had leprosy, that was a non-curable sickness. So if they had a non-curable sickness, then they could never enter back into the camp. In the Jewish history and culture, giving their offerings to God was a way of living. They believe that it is only right to go inside the temple to make their, their sacrifices and, and giving their tith unto God. But when you were sick with one eye, when you had a scurvy back or you had leprosy, you couldn't be inside the temple. So you had to live on the outside. 
And that's why many of them were poor, because they were what? Sick. And they had no one to heal them. So many of them died in their affliction. Many of them died in their sickness. Because there were no one, no priests, no elder had the power to lay hands on them to make them clean again. What did Jesus tell though, uh, 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 of the leopards uh, uh, when, when he cleansed them? He said, now go and show yourself what? To the priest. Why? So that you can enter in. They died in their sickness. Because they had no one to cleanse them. I, oh boy, Lord, I don't have no more time. I don't have no more time, see. So we have people today that are living on the outside of the kingdom of God with their sickness. They're sick in their mind, mental disorder. They're sick in their emotion, emotional disorder. They are going through challenges after challenges, poverty on every corner. And I thank God for what we did with the turkeys. I tell you, man, we bless her. Come on, give, give, give. Mm -hmm. But we can do that next year and the year after that and the year after that. And it will not fix the condition of man. Man need a supernatural fix. And that's why they're living on the outside of the church. And the church have built up barriers where they can't come in. Ain't no healing taking place in the church. That's why God brought us into the mall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So because we really don't understand the laws of Moses, nor is there anyone to teach us the laws of Moses. God allowed us to come through the Constitution of the United States of America. I know this may not be a message that you woke up to hear. Because God understands better than we. That they will not teach the laws of God in the schools then he used your constitution to teach you. Just to show you who you are. He showed us exactly who you are. But there's no voice to teach you who you are. So we watch idols and we imitate those things because there's no voice in the wilderness. He's told you in Genesis chapter 15. That you would be a stranger in a land that's not yours. And you will be plagued for 400 years. But after the 401st year, 
you say I yeah will come out with what great possession they can't find you nowhere in the 12 tribes of Israel because that's not who you are for you are not Jewish people as I once thought they can't trace your bloodline nowhere and you can't either you all mix up you and Jesus the Christ are the only folk that can't be traced did you know that you are the only ones who suffer just like him and you don't know the name of the God that your foremothers and forefathers truly called on when they were being whipped you can't hear their prayers hallelujah your connection with God is not by blood and that's why you're different and every now and then, you got to be reminded of that. Your blood cannot be traced to Jacob. Your blood cannot be traced to Isaac. And God buried Abraham so deep that no one can find him. So I submit to you. That it's only one way for you to live. Tell your neighbor it's by faith. For you are the true seed of Abraham. This is not done by blood. This is done by faith. The more you are in your emotions, the more you struggle. The more you put your emotions on it to influence you to make a decision in your life, the more you struggle. Because God wants you to see that your success comes not by emotions. Your success comes by faith. Faith has the power to call those things that be not as though they were. Just the same way that God called Barack Obama. I'm no Democrat, no Republican. I care for none of them. But I do understand the power of prophecy. Now, I don't believe that he did anything for us. That was not his job. His assignment was to remind you that there is no government around town that can ever stop you. Tell your neighbor, we're free. Tell them again, we're free. The problem with being free is freedom has a look. And bondage has a look too. 
you are free of something, that means you are, you are not carrying that identity anymore. When you are free of something, you are not trying to prove yourself anymore. I don't have to prove to you that I'm a man. I don't have to prove to you that I'm a husband. I don't have to prove to you that I'm a father. I don't have to prove to you that they call me black. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. If you be free, Frankie, why don't you do this to prove to the world that you have a relationship with God? I don't have to do nothing that you say because I am free. And no voting rights could ever make you free. No law or bill passed in Congress can ever make you free. Number one, the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth of that thing shall make you what? Free. He says, Christ has made me what? Free indeed. But if Christ be not preached unto us, the mysteries of him is not revealed to us, then you can never be free of the makeup of everything man say you are I was working and this man was using the n-word all night long and there was other officers angry and mad your mama and all kind of bad stuff I was just smiling your mama is that the one that brought you into the world is that and they were looking at me like I'm going to say something back he ain't talking to me Because I'm free. All of y'all are in the N-word. I had him jack up just like this here. You're still in these cuffs, bro. I mean, and you ain't talking to me. Because I'm Yeah. See, folk who lock up and they can't get out, they're in bondage. If you could ever work how I work, you would have a different relationship or, or, or different perspective, a greater perspective of being in bondage. A person that is in bondage is a person that's beating and kicking on the door. You should hear, let me out, let me out. Please let me out. An officer walking there. Look. All right, man. You doing okay? All right. Okay. I'll be back later and do his security round and leave. Because no matter what he say, he can't let himself out. The system wants you to think you are free. When in harsh reality, individuals are not. Because you can go to these fancy restaurants anytime you want, you're free. You can buy whatever clothes you want to buy, you're free. You can go from here to Hawaii anytime you want, 
you're free. You can fill your car with gas or put $25 in it. It don't matter. Choice is yours. You're free. You can go to any grocery store, whether it's here or Atlanta, Georgia, and nobody can tell you don't come. You're free. You can go to Carowinds if you want to, Six Flags if you want to, whatever you want to do. As long as you got the money, you're what? That's what our freedom looks like. But that's not the freedom that Christ was talking about. So what happens is when we as believers don't do those things, we don't get in our car, you know, and we don't go wherever we want to go, we depress, man. You depress when you got to stay home. Tell your neighbor, stay off social media. You see people flying and, and you depressed because you can't fly. Why you can't do that? Why I can't do this and do that? Build your house that it fits your needs and wants so you can keep yourself home. Why you want to vacate from your house so much? You the one living there. Do what, Abe? Fix it up, man. That's what I'm doing. You leave, you're going to come right back to that address. And you're wondering why. Yeah, boy, I, boy I'm, li well, I'm just barely living. Yeah, because you're always flying. Going where? You're always on Delta. Going where, man? It's all right to go. But don't be running from your address. See, that's what bondage look like. I'm feeling bad. So I'm going over here to over there. And let me buy something that cost me about $200. And that's how people are living. That's bondage. But why not get a lot of money? Let's get a lot of money this way. If you got so much money. <laughs> that it don't even matter, man. I got so much money, man. That's you. Me taking a vacation don't even matter. Like if you had the money, all the money, you wouldn't be taking vacation like that. Listen, you would not be taking vacation trips like that. You may start out because you ain't never did that before, and you and you got and you and you, and you got to get it off you. You got to get it off you. So you may start that. But you ain't going to keep that foolishness. And it ain't because you ain't got the money. It's because it don't matter no more. I go if I want to go. That's freedom. Freedom is when it doesn't matter anymore. Because if I want to get it, I can get it. Hey man, you know, they, they, they got them, that, 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 that new outfit out. It means something to folk who ain't got no money. They got to be the first in line to get it. So that if they don't make it no more, I, I got mine. But when you got money, even if they don't sell, you know the folk that make it. You just call them up. Or you don't even call them up. You just fly. Fly. Go get it. Come back home. They don't see rich people. 
How many of you ever seen Oprah around here? You pumping gas and you see Oprah. You pumping your gas. And here it is, you see Oprah pull up beside you, she pumping her gas. Let me be honest with y'all. You don't see rich people like that. But you see struggling people all the time. Y'all listening? They didn't see Jesus all the time. They had to do what? Let me ask you this question as I close. Is anybody trying to catch you? Or they can always catch you at the gas station. You never know when rich people come in or going. But I know where you at all the time. You always telling folk where you at. I'm in Puerto Rico. Just now I'm in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm in the Bahamas. Somebody want to knock you off? It ain't easy. I mean, it ain't hard. Well, let's get him. Where you at? New York. Times Square. Don't act like, man, that's your first time going. Act like you done been there before. Blend in. I've been walking with Abe. I ain't been in them places, man. But I've, I've been excited. I ain't never been there before. But I, I couldn't act like that. I had to act like I done ate here a few times. And he ain't. Can't go there. Hey, man. Hey, what's on the menu? Hey, 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 let's take a selfie, man. What you eating? Always taking selfie of what you eating. Well, come on, man, that's your food. Just eat it. Live a quiet life. A quiet, hush life. Tell your neighbor just shh for a minute. You don't even give yourself chance enough to enjoy it. I used to have to tell Charlena that, man. Man, let us enjoy it before we publicize it. Because we may not like this. I just had to calm, I almost called her poop. I had to calm her down. And now we, I still got the wheel in up. Because he like that too. He like that too. They look alike. <laughs> Amen. It's shocking to throw a picture on you quick, boy. You better be right. I remember Cookie used to tell, tell all the time. You said, you see? <laughs> you see? Ready, man. Just let me enjoy it. Let me enjoy it myself. You know what I'm saying? Let me, just let me enjoy it, man. You don't even give me chance enough to have no emotions on it. You know? That's why I still got this little cell phone right here. 
Because I know if I ever get a new one, she going to be snapped. He got a new phone. No. I got this one right here. She ain't going to take no selfie of that. <laughs> hey, man, I'm joking. Yeah. It'd be all right. She ain't gonna kick me out. You'd be all right, you know. Amen. See? So enjoy life. I don't have to always get up here and scream, you see? Enjoy life and understand what freedom looks like, man. Now I'm telling you all this so that when January come, when January come, do not enter into 2022 with no money nowhere in your pocket. Man, come on now. Tell your neighbor, stop doing that. You too grown for that. Don't break your back to buy them, churn all of that stuff, and you ain't been buying it throughout the year. Because they ain't going to pay for it. You got to pay for it. Just buy one big gift. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, well, y'all, it is what it is. Hey, look. The Santa Claus stuff, out the door. I don't, look, man. Either you believe Christ or you believe Santa Claus. Now, when your light and all of that stuff there is carried on, who you praying to? St. Nick? Or Jesus. All right. We don't start St. Nick on December 25th. Y'all understand? Today, man, I just wanted to talk to you. To reveal to you Christ. It, it was disorder. It was chaotic. Amen. There was no structure or no order on the earth. Adam and Eve had sinned. And caused man to be outside of the camp. Therefore it was laws. To govern man. To keep man in the camp. Christ came. During that time. To be the scapegoat for man. And that's why he went in the wilderness. Where he fasted 40 days. And 40 nights. And after he fasted for 40 days, and after he fasted for 40 nights, he then took on the bull offering, where he became the offering for sin, because of sin. There's much more to it than that, but time won't allow me to. I will tell you, that as a Christian, every believer should know when Christ is coming. And if I was to ask you that question today, you may not be able to answer that. But the scripture tells you exactly when he is coming. And I know in your head you say, that's impossible, Pastor Frank. Because the Bible says no man knows the moment or hour when he shall return. 
I understand. But the Bible declares this. That when the last trumpet shall sound. The dead in him will rise first. Then we who are alive will be caught up to meet them. Where? In the air. When what shall sound? When what shall sound? When what shall sound? When what shall sound? Tasha, no man knows the moment nor hour because no man knows when the last trumpet shall sound. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells you when he will come. When the last trumpet call the trumpet of the feast, the feast trumpet. The trumpets is a festival like Pentecost. When that last festival has come, then he will appear. You don't know where he's going to appear, don't you? Write this down. Write Zechariah chapter 14. I'm giving you some prophecy. Zechariah chapter 14 tells you exactly where he's going to come. The Bible says that his feet will land on the Mount of Olives. Write down Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, the angel of the Lord came to the disciples and says why do you look up sad why are you gazing up so sad this same man named Jesus that ascended upward in like manner he will descend down that scripture in there will show you that his feet will land on the Mount of Olives which is eastward of Jerusalem When they buried our loved one, they buried them with their feet pointing eastward. For where does the sun rise? In the east. And it sets where? In the west. Did you get that? I didn't want it to preach nothing about cars or coming up or anything like that your marriage or nothing like that i wanted to take the time to reveal jesus to you to show you just who and what he was and is you may stand i told you and the spirit told me to explain this to you That though your loved ones may pass, they do not know you when they pass. The reason why, so you can rest your spirit, 
is because they answer now to one voice. That's the voice of Christ. We who are here remembers them. But they have no memory of us. Not until the last trumpet is sound. Until then, their mind is in a place that they can't reach you. But when the last trumpet is sound, which means the only way that I can ever see my brother again, I have to live right. So if living means anything to you, <laughs> if I love like the way I say I do, then I will live right to see him. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your revelation word. My heart does ache, God. It does ache. Because I see the time that we are living in. It's getting more serious than never before. And Father God, I truly desire for you to take away all entertainment out of our churches. Take it all away. And give your people a yearning for your word so strong that nothing else matters. Give your children a desire so strong for your word that nothing else matters. That they no longer want to hear things to make them feel good, but they have a true desire to want to know Christ. They are intrigued about knowing Christ. I ask you to prosper them, God. Prosper them so that they have no worries or care about the world's condition. They don't care about fashion. They don't care about fame. They don't care about success. So there's nothing now that's blocking their mind or their heart from studying you. Nothing is blocking their attention. Give them so much time on their hand, God. I pray that they'll prosper in every way. That they prosper so greatly that they don't even have to work their jobs. Give them the employees that they need so that they don't have to work it. They can spend time knowing you. Give us a student's heart that all we want to do is to study you. See the revelation knowledge of you. God, let this church be your university. 
where the revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ comes free and they never get tired of hearing it. Let the scriptures be revealed unto them. Show them things that they have never heard before. Let them hear things that they never heard before. No one ever showed them this. No one ever told them this. And let an excitement begin to roar inside of them like never before. Let them finally learn, God, what the assignment was all about. And in that, we'll give you all the praises, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, let everyone shout amen. 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 Has the announcements and everything has been taken care of? Amen. So now we have announcements and we have Pastor Sam and after that we'll be dismissed. Amen. All right. Yes, sir.